Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech. This is show 762. Unfortunately, my co-host, my normal co-host, Kurt, can't make it this week, um, but he will be back next week. We've got a fabulous friend of the show, personal friend of mine, um, a great WordPress entrepreneur, and just a great person in general. Uh, um, we've got Devin Walker of Solid WP with us. Um, we're hey, going to hey. be discussing. We're going to be discussing everything about rebranding, um, what the process was. Um, what the rebrand, what um, Devin and his team are trying to do with the rebranding. We're going to be talking about WordPress in general. Um, we've got a load of subjects. It should be a fantastic discussion. So, Devin, if you could give us a quick introduction, that would be great. And then afterwards, we can go into the main part of the interview. Sure, let's do it. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, happy to be back on the show. Um, yeah, so I'm Devin Walker. I uh, live in San Diego, California. I've been in WordPress for 13 or 14 years now. Um, started off building agency websites, uh, working for an agency here in downtown San Diego that got me introduced to WordPress. They were doing all WordPress sites. Eventually discovered, oh, well, we can create some really cool plugins and themes for WordPress and then started tinkering from there. Um, eventually found my niche with nonprofit websites and from there uh, discovered that there was really a need for online fundraising and a first party platform in WordPress. And that's where we uh, I partnered with my long term business partner and, and good friend, uh, Matt Cromwell, and we started GiveWP in 2020, or sorry, 2014, 2015. Um, from there, we grew it for the next six and a half, seven years and sold it in 2021 to Liquid Web, where I've been since. And, um, and I got elevated into a general manager position where I've taken over more brands like Cadence, uh, iThemes, um, iconic WP and of course still give WP. Um, not so much doing, uh, development and design these days, but still getting dangerous with it, doing a lot of business stuff these days, which is like six, seven hours of my day, but I still find time to get dangerous with, uh, design and development. Yeah, but you yeah. always got to keep, you always got to keep yourself dangerous. That's what I say. Um, exactly. I've, made a, I've made a career of it. <laughs> uh, before we go into this fantastic interview, I've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. 
Hi there folks, it's Jonathan Denwood here and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors and that's Zolo.com. If you've got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform. They've got over 50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with WordPress at great value levels and they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well. So it's just amazing value. Also, if you're a WordPress developer or agency owner, Zolo are looking for great partnerships in the WordPress space. To get all this information, all you have to do, folks, is just go over to Zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Zolo, for supporting WP Tonic and the Machine Membership Shows. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out we got some great special offers from our major sponsors. Plus, we got a curated list of the best WordPress plugins. Um, so you don't have to hunt around the internet or ask Chat GTP um, what are the best plugins. They're all listed um, for the particular task. To find all these goodies, all you have to do is go over to WP Tonic slash deals. WP Tonic slash deals, and you'll find all the goodies there. Go over. Feast. Uh, um, so um, let's go straight into it, Devin. So um, what was the main business drivers um, around the kind of centralization and the rebranding? Love the name Solid WP. Um, love Love what you've done sincerely. I um, I think it's a fantastic logo rebranding, but it's a lot of work, and obviously there had to be, like most things in business, there's um, it swings and roundabouts. You just have to make the best logical choices normally. Mm. Um, so, what was the actual business logic and the discussion around this major? Um, a lot of work involved in rebranding, Devin. Yeah, wow, that's a, a loaded question. I can start in various places, but um, let's just sort of start back when um, last year. And uh, I was happy in GiveWP land, right? Just still focusing on GiveWP. And um, iThemes was uh, separate from anything I was doing. Uh, of course, we're all under uh, Liquid Web, under the Stellar WP uh, brand for, that's like our, our software, WordPress-specific software brand for uh, Liquid Web. Um, but when I was approached to take over um, multiple brands, iThemes being one of them, it was, it was a really interesting opportunity. Um, and I thought about it. And it wasn't just like, yeah, take over uh, iThemes and continue business as usual. It was like, we really need to shake up this brand and figure out where it's going for the next 10 years. Because over the last previous five, I would say, 
Um, the identity has really been sort of lost with iThemes. Um, for instance, they don't really even sell themes anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, they really made their name in 2010, 20 through 2015-ish, selling a large, large catalog of themes. And that's where that name really makes sense, right? Um, but eventually they they went and they took a, a number of different bets uh, and some of them worked out really well. For instance, iTheme Security, um, they acquired that plugin back in, I forget the actual year, but around that 2015-ish time span. Um, and that turned into one of their flagship products. It's got mm-hmm. a million active installs. It's one of the best security offerings for WordPress. If you go to the homepage of iThemes for the last three or four years, it's like the main hero image. Um, but that has nothing to do really with themes except for securing them and making sure they're secure. So it was really an identity crisis. And this started, you know, affecting other things in the business, the direction. And we really needed to set that pathway uh, forward in a way that makes much more sense. So there's room for growth, room for expansion. And when we took a look at all the offerings, there were a couple core um, offerings that they have. There's backups, security, and site, website maintenance updates and support, which is the Sync platform, which is like a competitor to manage WP, if you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these are very foundational <coughs> uh, product offerings. And what do you want your foundation to be? You want it to be pretty darn solid, right? You don't want yeah. some cracks in the foundation. We all know if you have a home or you bought a home, a cracked foundation is not a good thing. You want it very solid. And uh, and so that's where kind of then our SoCal roots started getting into it. We we do say solid a bit down here. I don't know if it's a widespread in, in the U.S., but there's a lot of people at Liquid Web saying it now. Um, but that was an available domain name, actually. Uh, we purchased it. It was previously bought, of course. we had It was a premium one. Um, and yeah, so... All that process took around six months to figure out. Um, the naming took longer than expected, but we're really happy where we landed on it. And we're still going through this process right now. We, we haven't yet launched our rebranded products, um, but we're not just slapping a new logo, a new coat of paint on it. We're adding a lot more features and value to these products as well. So that's also adding to the time. Um, but yeah, that's a bit... More in depth of an answer, but that gets you a little bit of where we, the, the thought process of this rebrand came from. Yeah, it's totally, I follow the logic totally. Did you hire a branding agency or was, or did you do the majority of work in house? Uh, the majority of all the branding work, uh, I, 100% of it was in house. Um, so we have engaged with a third party agency. Not for any branding, but for uh, the SEO migration. Yes. Um, because we have, you can imagine over the span of the lifetime of the iThemes website, um, there's quite a few valuable articles. For instance, if you Google what is WordPress, um, we're the first article that shows up there. And that's a pretty highly trafficked web uh, post. So we want to make sure we're moving over this content to the new domain and uh, preserving as much of those rankings as possible. So that's why we engage with a a professional who just does SEO all the time, a company, not an individual. 
Yeah, I can totally understand because that must have been one of the concerns. You must have had a lot of discussion about that, about the consequence of all the content and the SEO and how you were going to deal with that, with the with the rebranding. That must have been one of the major issues mm-hmm. what, around it. So let's move on to the other question. So what have been some of the biggest challenges that you didn't expect that maybe were slightly um, more surprising to you in, in this whole process? If there, has anything come up that you didn't you didn't yeah. expect? And something at every corner, Jonathan. It's um, it's you know, after ten plus years of building a business, there's a lot of things that uh, get created, forgotten, picked up, put down uh, over the years. And coming in as a new leader in the company, um, one of my first tasks was trying to understand the whole ecosystem of what iThemes has created over the years. And wow, it is so much. There's a lot of stuff there. Like for instance, their um their e-commerce platform and yes. checkout process is all um custom built using like a Symphony PHP framework that um is not documented. So there's a, a, a huge lack of documentation. Right. So business leaders, please, please document it. Because if you sell it and then hand it off later, it's going to make it a whole lot easier for whoever <laughs> takes it over. But serious lack of documentation. So we've had to do a ton of discovery work and create those docs around it. There's a whole cloud ecosystem of like dev servers and staging sites that are spun up and sitting around that are costing the company that we've had to discover, find out what they're used for, see if they're still in use, shut those down, inventory them for later. Uh, That's been a fun experience. Um, I question some of these decisions, why they were made, but I also understand that some of them were made back in 2012 when when this was the right thing to do. Um, You know, Companies like this size that are relatively smaller cap have to move really fast and don't have a lot of time to do homework and cleanup work. Um, so I can understand why uh, that's come in, but we've had to do some of that inventory and cleanup. What can we move now? What can we just shut down? What needs to wait till later? What can we migrate in phases? And there's something new all the time. Um, when we first got into this, we're like, we're going to get rid of this custom uh, e-commerce gateway cart with Recurly that's charging like ungodly amount of money for our subscriptions for some reason. We're going to go to WooCommerce and Stripe and, and license. Sounds like a pretty picture. Oh no, well, all the licensing works in a custom way with, you know, thousands and thousands of live customers right now. It's integrated with S3. It's just like a tangled web that you just want to pick up and move to the new location. Now, we don't want to even mess with that until later this year or next year. So it's been a sobering reality. You know, you get into these things and you're like, wow, we're going to end this out in a couple months. But uh, when you get it really into it, you're like, wow, this is going to take a year to complete. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I totally follow it. Um it's all about, you know, it's a strange mixture being successful in business, Devin. This is only my reflection. you got to um, to really be truthful, unless you've got somebody, a co-founder or somebody you can 
normally you need to be have vision, but you also got to be able to deal with the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, just having really great vision is great, but <laughs> execu- if you've got no ability to execute and deal with the nitty gritty, um, you've got problems, haven't you? Absolutely. This has been really uh, interesting experience because I've migrated old client sites and customer sites, pretty big ones using, you know, being in the agency world for so many years. But when you're talking about migrating a whole business and a website and the products, it's a whole lot more than starting a business from scratch or just migrating a, a client site. It is. It certainly is. So um, let's move on. So I got the my own, this is only my spin on it, Devin. I, I think in the past two to three years, WordPress has been in a, in a dizzy, it's a kind of English term, um, mm-hmm. a dizzy um, in a period it, of yeah. rapid change. A rapid change um, around Gutenberg, recently about full site editing. Um, obviously, Cadence is a, you know, I um, interviewed the founder. He's joined you. He's a fantastic developer like yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Better than him. You know, built well. He, he's very, you know, what he managed to build with himself and a small team is mighty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And Cadence isn't full site editing at the present moment. Um, I think um, no. you know it's one it's one of the main players. You know, Spectre, Cadence. There's a couple others, but there it's either the top one or the second top one, depending on your opinion. Um, you know, obviously Spectre comes from a fantastic team as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we, you know, what was what was your reaction to to the latest upgrade in WordPress and full site editing? You know, if you want to pass an opinion, Devin. Um, I think I thought there was some good morsels of UI UX in there, um, but it wasn't like I was clamoring to go redesign my website to be a full site editing uh, capable website. I was very happy with Cadence and, you know, I've used Astra plenty. I've used Generate Press. I've used Bloxy. I mean, I've used them all. And they're all sort of similar in that uh, block-based editing page building experience. So the full site editing experience was um, a bit different from what I was used to. Um, I liked some of the development practices, but again, with some of the documentation and just where to find things and how to get started was sort of different areas. I think WordPress would be uh, much much better to roll out like a consolidated, like getting started guide for full state editing. Overall, I haven't put one opinion or, or another on it. I think time will tell. It's a little too early to see. Don't think it probably should have gotten the beta tag released or removed from it. I still think it's beta. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the future or not. So I'm, I'm sitting back waiting and seeing. Well, my understanding, I'm a bit, you know, you're more advanced, 
develop and then over I was, but I still play around a little bit. My understanding from other people that know a lot more is that it's, it supposedly makes making themes and utilising the power of blocks a lot easier. Um, my only mm-hmm. concern is that we had a period of flux and I know the team had worked um, hard to deal with the bugs and some of the some of the UX issues, which I um, think also affected the adaptation and the basic what a lot of non-power, non-developer users, users commented about Gutenberg and its general um, reception in the market. Um, I, I think, I, I personally think that it's getting better, but one of the problems was that the UX design wasn't up to snuff um, and that that's taken a long time and I still feel it needs a lot more work. Um, yeah, but it has got better. Do you think there's any logic in what I've just stated, Devin? Absolutely. That was one of my big issues with Gutenberg after playing with Beaver Builder for many years, playing with uh, elementary, not just playing, building actually really yeah. great looking websites and powerful websites with these and developing my own modules and creating uh, on those two page builders, not to mention all the others. And then going to Gutenberg, um, it has gotten a lot better, but it's taken a long time. And it's a lot different when the community is working together to create something versus a private company. The private company can go light speed faster than uh, the community. Like every discussion to change a button on uh, or any small element in Gutenberg requires 50 pages of back and forth on GitHub before it's either shut down or it's uh, somebody takes it and runs with it. Um, so somehow, some sometimes the community just gets in the way of itself and innovation. And then I, I feel the end result is sort of a, a slower and more lackluster experience that we're seeing now. That's not the case for everything, but um, you know, I've had an idea for a while to run or to create a blog post that's like similar in a similar vein, like WordPress stopped getting in the way of WordPress or the community gets stopped getting in the way of WordPress or something because it does stifle innovation in a way. But at the same time, it's a community-led project and you don't want people making decisions in some closed-door room. So it's a tough balance. Well, I kind of, I don't actually see it. I, I, I totally agree with you, your observation here, but I don't, think it's at all a zero-one situation. It's a bit like democracy in general. You know, there's a reason why most um, Western or functioning democracies are rep- representative democracies rather than the classical Greek where everybody had a vote. Is The problem with that is that most people haven't got the time because they need to work to make a living and they need time for their families. So they can't spend time researching what um, the best policy documents are on some. That's why we um, elect politicians or represent representation to do, supposedly do that research um, mm. because we can't do it. So it's all right giving us the vote, but half the time 
we don't even know what we're voting for because we haven't spent the time on the nitty gritty. It's a bit like running a business. You know, you can be introduced, but until you really get into the nitty gritty, which you have mentioned in the earlier part of this interview, you don't really know what you're getting into, do you? Beautifully said, exactly. (laughs) So... I just think when it comes to WordPress, there, there has to be a f- found a slot, maybe a slight a balance where um, you have you have small teams, you give them the authority, but in the end, you also give some voice to the larger community. But you do it in a way that these small teams are given the authority and oxygen to actually uh, move the project at a higher speed. And I I think that would probably be the best compromise. But I think everything you've said um, about the slowness of the process linked to it being an open source project is totally correct. Um, We're going to go for a break got some other fabulous questions i really enjoyed the discussion already we will be back in a few moments folks hey it's spence from launchflows.com if you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on wordpress then look no further than launchflows in just minutes you can easily create instant registration upsells downsells order bumps one-click checkouts one-time offers custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. Just want to point out that um, WP Tonic provides great hosting solutions in the membership and community website. We um, host some very large websites. We're always looking for WordPress partners to host and be have a partnership with WP Tonic. If that sounds interesting, why don't you go over to WP Tonic slash partners, WP Tonic slash partners, and have a look at what we've got to offer. We've got over 20 years experience in WordPress. Like I say, we specialize in large hosting, large membership community websites on WordPress. So let's let's go a bit further into it. Um, let's do it. <laughs> so I think we probably covered the whole theme editing. Um, where do you um, – I get the feeling and – I just wanted to see if you think I'm on the right track. I got the feeling that WordPress, um, it's around 42 to between 44% of the market. I think in Northern America and Western Europe, I think that's declined a little bit. I think that's been hidden by an upturn in users in the Indian subcontinent and other parts of the world. Mm. 
but the growth has slowed down to some extent. Mm. Is that your feeling about it, or do you think the growth has been a bit more generally? I think you're spot on. I think uh, we evaluate lot, lots of businesses in WordPress as well at uh, Stellar uh, slash Liquid Web. And um, I see a lot of revenue for various types of businesses. And um, and then I see what WordPress has grown and uh, or how it's grown over the last couple of years. And, and it's the same story. You know, it's the same story with a lot of them. It's from 2018 to 2020. We all saw pretty steady and in the case of 2019-2020, quite a substantial growth curve, right? And you'll see that a lot of people got online in 2020. We all know why. Um, and we all did pretty darn well if you had a decent product in WordPress during that year. And that meant WordPress grew. You know, people wanted to get online. They wanted to do it in a flexible way that wasn't going to break the bank and use some proprietary, you know, SharePoint platform that cost $20,000 a year. And WordPress is a great fit for that. Um, a great community around it. But then what happened? Like Word, every 90% of the word camps got killed off in 2020. Uh, that's probably not the best word use, but, um, it got, they got shut down. Um, and, uh, and the community is still struggling for it, right? There was going to be a WordCamp San Diego three years later. There's not even an organizing team. Same thing in LA, same thing in Las Vegas. Like, just look at this. This is, and that means less popularity, less people pumping up the platform and stagnant slash negative growth is the result of that. Same thing in the revenue side for businesses that I'm looking at. 2021, maybe a little bit of growth at some companies. If you're smaller cap, lower, like less than a million, you probably saw decent growth. Um, over a million, you're struggling, especially this year too, unless you're doing something really good and unique and, and on that growth curve. It's the same way uh, with WordPress and its growth, as far as I've seen. I also, f I think you're spot on about the word counts, but I think, I think we've got to be brutally frank here. Well, we don't have to, but I think I can be <laughs> with you. Um, you're up for it. Um, is that the competition has hotened up, you know, you know, Wix, Wix used to be a bit of a joke. It isn't a joke now. They're, they've really made it into, I wouldn't, I would look at some other alternatives. Squarespace getting serious, getting very serious with a very serious marketing budget. Oh, yeah. um, in the um, membership community space, a ton of SaaS competition from Kajabi, Teachable. Um, there's about half a dozen of them. And hey, man, even Canva has websites now, you know? Yeah, which which isn't very impressive at the present moment, but it will, but it will only get better and better, will it not? So... In almost every industry, um, there is SaaS website CRM competitors to WordPress almost in every sector, nibbling at um, the whole pie. Um, do you think there's any way that – do you think – because I think one of the, one of the consequences – of all the energy and time around Gutenberg, which I totally, actually, 
I totally understand and totally agree. I just have some problems with the way it's been managed and implemented, but I totally understand the business logic behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that one of the consequences, the onboarding and the interface of WordPress um, looks pretty clunky. Um, do you think if money and energy were spent on that, it would help or are the fundamentals is it's just a much more competitive market in general? Well, there's definitely the competition. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, I think you're hitting both sides of the equation here with the competition uh, stepping up their game and then WordPress sort of stepping up their game, but being slow to the mark. Um, And with the admin interface, like, MP8 or whatever that code name of that interface was that came out 10 years ago. It's 10 years old now, at least. Yeah. I think maybe a little more. And uh, nothing got me really super excited recently in make.wordpress.org uh, as much as seeing a concept for what that interface could become. And I don't know if you saw that little quick short video of like sort of a Squarespace-y type experience in WordPress. No, I didn't actually. I, lo- I didn't miss that one. Yeah, Wait. it was really neat, but it was like a Reactful, um, smooth transition, uh, more seamless experience, like a single page application experience in WordPress. And that's where I think WordPress needs to go. It needs to be easier for the beginners. One of my buddies is um, a restaurateur. He's a really great chef and um, he's just opening a new restaurant and he tried WordPress and he's a relatively tech- technical guy for being a chef and he just couldn't do it uh, on his own and and uh, didn't have budget for an agency and these types of things. So what did he do? He went to Squarespace and he spun up a pretty decent site in a short amount of time. And that's where WordPress is losing right there is those, those types of individual mom pops typically uh, not building for themselves, not uh, reaching out to a, a freelancer or an agency to build it for them. I think the agencies still prefer WordPress uh, mm. personally. Yeah. Um, well, that, you got Doodle. You got you got about two to three major competitors. It's called Doodle. <laughs> Doodle is it? Was it called? I forgot. Drupal. Drupal, not Drupal. It's called something else. There's the, um, and there's another one. Um, even on the agency side side of things, there's a couple of serious. Competitors. Oh, there's there's a ton of good ones. I think what was this one I was looking at the other day? It's like uh, there's Vercel, which is a cool looking thing. I think that's one. And then there's Astro. There's like great development experiences that are like Next.js, Reactful, like all the stack for WordPress, frankly, is a little, you know, it's not the coolest looking stack anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the other problem is what you've just hinted is you've got the DIY, the small business owner, but the one of the major drivers of WordPress has been the freelancer agency um, professional market. Mm. Do you think, is it possible to build something? It's tricky. I wouldn't have thought it's impossible though, but um, is it possible? I suppose this was the whole um, internal discussion, in, and I'm only surmising this inside Automatic, is that they thought, um, and it's still possible, but they they really need to get moving is to build um, a platform 
on WordPress.com that can satisfy the DIY and also do the same on e-commerce because obviously, to me, they seem to be leaving a lot of money on the table as a a much easier competitor to Squarespace. Um, But then with um, WordPress.org, that needs love, but that can be a product that really appeals to the freelancer and to the agency. Is it possible to square these competing business buckets or is that not possible? And is that fundamentally one of the key factors of it It seeming to be a bit schizoid at the present moment? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because I'm not, too privy on what goes behind goes on behind closed doors at automatic. I just can um, speculate on how these things are, and um, you know they're trying to grow business over there. And and the the point of a business is to make money and to you know return for investors and uh, provide good products and all that. But I feel like they're. They're sort of stifled in that journey by keep and to their credit, keeping the core tenants of like we're tied to WordPress, we're tied to WooCommerce, we're everything that we do needs to like take these platforms and make them better for our platform, WordPress.com. From what I see, just got to caveat all this. This could be completely wrong. Um, and the products aren't ready for where they want to go. Like, I'm sure they would love a more Shopify-like experience for Word WooCommerce, right? Getting it to be more Shopify-like or SaaS-like with you know consolidated user experience across the ecosystems of offerings. It's they're getting there with WooCommerce payments, first-party subscriptions, and these types of things, and you slowly see it coming. But then once you have to reach outside their ecosystem, it gets a little muddled and it's tough. It's like you're building Lego blocks that come from different sets to try to build one cohesive piece versus starting with one set and building it from scratch, like and building and not having any community to have to take care of as well. So it's complex. Like if you're Squarespace, you own the platform, you own everything. You can move and migrate and switch it up how you want versus WordPress and WooCommerce, which has the community, it has the .org and all that, 60,000 plus plugins, themes, thousands of community members, and then the .com, SaaS, VIP, all that. It's just a big monolith of craziness that I. it's hard to move it forward and grow substantially. I thought I would ask you because, you, you know, you're dealing with lesser, but you're dealing with a, a similar kind of situation and that's what that's what solid WP. I've got some good news, but I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> sure. Kevin. All right. um, Jason from WP Engine has been on the show a couple of times recently and um, I... I admire Jason enormously. He's one of the most sharpest entrepreneurs that I know um, and and very bright and open guy, what I've seen. And I've always admired WP's engine's clear strategy that I could see in their plug-in purchases mm-hmm. and how they integrated them, you know, Studio Press, 
um, good buy, bought at a pretty good price, really appealed to the hardcore WordPress development crowd. Mm -hmm. They would love WP Engine, um, the other plugins. Now, when it comes to Liquid Web's purchases, um, I've got to be honest with you, this is before you got involved, really. Um, I've got to tell you, um, I thought it was a dog's breath. Um, I um, I didn't understand why why they were buying stuff. I only got come to the conclusion that they were buying plugins and other companies just to buy the audience. Mm. Um, they did the math under your stewardship. What I see with Solid WP and what you're doing, you seem to be really understanding that you're going you're gonna to have to take these separate bits and build a consistent brand and ethos, which WP Engine has seen to do with, with integrating their plug-in purchases. Was, was what WP Engine doing, was it influence and was it one of the factors why you, you knew you had to do a rebranding and a big dive and with solid WP? Um, I wouldn't say it was a major influence. Like we, we knew we, we had to go down this route, um, prior to a lot of their new, more recent purchases. Um, but we have been watching what they've been doing. And Obviously, we all watch one another, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people over there as well. I don't know Jason specifically, but I, I watch, you know, his tweets and things like that. Um, but uh, there is a foundation, like a, a, a structure to the and a method to the mayhem of the businesses that Liquid Web purchased prior to me ever coming on board or ever being acquired by Liquid Web. Like they sold me on this model uh, where obviously we have a lot of commerce products, right? Um, GiveWP, LearnDash, TC, those are commerce products uh, with tickets, sales. And um, we're looking, commerce really interests us as well as like foundational offerings like security, backups, uh, we have a potential eye on um, performance and uh, SEO. Um, so this is like a multi-year plan that's taken place and it's was in process prior to me coming on board. And the hardest part is then to consolidate them and start bringing them into the hosting. So with Solid, you're going to start seeing um, some more once we get the brand out the door, the next mission is to then start integrating it with our managed hosting um, and some of our other environments there. You can, you can get iThemes security right now with Nexus hosting. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Jonathan, like the software and the hosting side need to talk a whole lot more at Liquid Web. And we're starting to do that. Um, we have a big get together plan for WordCamp Europe and 2024 or sorry, 2023 was really the year of like, okay, we're going to turn iThemes around, make this really a great foundational offering of software products that will fit our hosting model perfectly later this year or early next year is really where we're going to start now implementing this into the hosting. Heck, you might even see solid hosting be something on its own. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. There's plenty of opportunity here. 
But I can understand from the outside looking in, it's like, what's Stellar? How's that related to Liquid Web? And then what's GiveWP? And what what are you guys doing over there? Versus, well, like, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you my honest feedback from the outside. No, I appreciate but, it. But I think, but on the other hand, I was complimenting your stewardship. I under the rebranding and the name, I see um, much more coherence and. Obviously, I think you're committed as committed as anybody in seeing this through, and you've got a track record of seeing stuff through. So, um, and I think you're quite capable of doing it. Um, you and your partner uh, um, in crime uh, um, from your days at Give WP. Um, just a quick question before we end with the last two questions. Um, where do you, what do you, was you, GoDaddy, um, I've been very rude about GoDaddy over the years. Um, <laughs> um, n- very nice people when you meet them at WordCamps. Yes, um, the founder, I, I didn't really like the gentleman that particular and his philosophy and some of his... Oh, the old ex- founder? Yeah. Yes, They've activity. moved on quite a bit past yeah, that. They have. Um, they seem to have chosen... They, they always attempted they had like two to three different waves of of integrating themselves a lot more in the wordpress community mm-hmm. um with various levels of success but now they but they always also because of their size and history n- never really seemed to be part of wordpress either but i'm just giving a probably unfair there but that was my feeling about it um where WP Engine and, you know, and some of your colleagues, you seem to be, you're from WordPress, you built your initial successful business careers based on WordPress, so you've got a, a much more closer understanding of the whole, all the balls. Where GoDaddy's always seemed to be an outsider that was attempting to kind of push in. Um They've seemed to have given up in a way because they've got their own page builder and they also seem to be going their own way when it comes to e-commerce as well. Was you surprised at that? Or would you agree what I've just outlined? And was you surprised with the way they're going? Um, I would say I don't agree with all that. Um, I would say GoDaddy... As far as my personal experience with them has been more involved than WP Engine, maybe that's because they're mm. based in Tempe, and you know I know a lot of the folks that uh, work there and have over the years. And we hosted at Pagely for a long time, mm-hmm. which which is, was one of the greatest hosts. And GoDaddy bought it, and then you know Strebles are doing doing great, but. Like they're no longer there, and GoDaddy had all these layoffs, and a lot of them were from Pagely. They did the same thing with Skyverge, which was well. I'm sorry to interrupt. Isn't it a very similar prayer book with Media Temple? Because Media Temple in the yeah, and they did say they did exactly the same. It goes on and on. Like Skyverge, like it's like you sell to them, and it's good for like four, six months, and then like the whole it's. It's a skeleton crew running it. Like, look at managewp.com. That was one of the first acquisitions that happened in the WordPress space many years ago. The site looks the same. 
Look at Sakuri. The site looks the same. Like they, it just looks like they buy and they and die. Well, they, well, they, it's, it's because the truth is we're talking about. I don't know what the net turnover GoDaddy was last year, but it was billions and billions and billions. This is just small, really small beer to them, isn't it? Is oh, you know, this stuff's like a, a rounding error on their uh, on their P and Ls, so they're not too concerned with that. Despite all that, I I want to say there are some great things coming out of GoDaddy. Like this headless checkout thing Scott Bollinger is working on. That's just one of many new things that I've seen coming out of there. Uh, I know there's this whole managed WordPress, managed WooCommerce offering that I've taken a look at. It's iterated over the years. I've heard good things. I've heard really bad things. But the interface around it and some of the stuff that they're building on WordPress is pretty impressive. Uh, they also have GoDaddy Payments which offers some of the low... They bought a bank to open a gateway to offer like solutions for WooCommerce and start taking a piece of that. Now, Mullenweg freaking hates that because um, they're making... Well, he got on Twitter late at night when he was knocking the whiskey back. You, know, <laughs> you don't do that. You probably don't drink like yeah, that. Well, you know, it's not a good wants, idea hitting the whiskey. He wants to own all the payments in WooCommerce, and that's a very lucrative business to be in. And GoDaddy just straight up bought a bank and did... I don't know if that's the whole play, but yeah, it's a very interesting conversation what those what that company's doing. Yeah. So let's um so let's move on. Got ten more minutes. Obviously, you're a busy guy, you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> um if you had a time machine, Doctor Who, the TARDIS, um, if you had a time machine and you could go back to your early days with WP give or give WP and mm-hmm. um what would you tell yourself? Was the, would there be one or two things you wish you knew that you know now? Uh, absolutely. I would say uh, focus more. Uh, that's something that I see a lot of WordPress businesses get wrong, um, specifically, too, in the WooCommerce spaces. They just try to build everything under the sun, and they don't have enough focus on their primary offering or niche. So... We had GiveWP and it was starting to really have a lot of momentum and we weren't patient enough with that momentum and, and continuing to build and foster the community. And it, I think it set us back, um, I'm not sure how much, maybe a year or two, um, because we we said, okay, this Give thing's growing, that's great. Let's go build a Maps plugin, like a Google Maps visual editing plugin that you could build store. Had nothing to do with nonprofits, donations or anything like that. That, that took us quite some time to do that. And we built some other products too. None of them did really all that well. We had to shut down a few of them and sell off a couple others. Um, but all that got in the way of continued driving success with our main core product, GiveWP. And that's what I would say most people do is they start something, maybe grow it a little, launch it, and then start something else and put it down they need to foster and grow and nurture it into something. Give it three to five years. If it's not where you want it to be, then you can make that decision to move on. Yeah, I think that's great advice, actually. Um, thanks for that. So are there any kind of um, online resources or books you read recently, if you've had the time to read anything? Because it sounds like you're pretty busy. Uh, but 
Are there any consistent um, online resources or books that you've read in the past year that you would like to share with the audience that you that kind of really run a bell with you and do you learn a little bit from? Um, I'm I'm constantly reading. Well, you know, I went. I've been really fascinated with Sam Altman recently, uh, the OpenAI CEO. I went to Stripe mm-hmm. sessions. Uh, I think it was about uh, earlier. It was like a month ago or something and saw him speak with Patrick Carlson, the one of the co-founders of Stripe. And that was really inspiring. So I've been reading a lot and watching a lot of what uh, he's been doing over the years and just learning more about him. Um, say what you want about Elon Musk, but I, I do constantly follow him and what he's doing with his companies. Simon Sinek is always good. And then I'm a YouTube addict. So like, yeah, I have, I, I watched, but I use it to calm down because it's so intense business. Yeah. Isn't it? I just use, I, in, you, I just have to spend like 15 minutes watching a couple of YouTube just to calm myself down a bit. Um, yeah. What do you watch? Um, I tend, um, I have a mixed thing. I, I have people that have moved to um, foreign countries and trying to build a life for themselves for some reason. Oh, wow. I watch, I've always been a car nut. Um, I actually got done for speeding this morning listening to this. <laughs> uh, um, um, I would say I watch um, some car review websites and then it, all the rest is business, you know. Mm. Um, um, I'm determined to build a good business with WP Tonic where we're making good traction. But mm. business is not easy, as you know, Devin. It, it, no. It's a grind, isn't it? It is very much a grind, yeah. Right. Um, it's been a fabulous discussion. Hopefully you have to come back um, a bit sooner. Time goes quick. Um, what's the best way for people to learn more about your thoughts and what you're up to, Devin? Yeah, sure. Just go. I've actually been blogging more this year. It's not consistent, but it's, no. uh, and I want to get more into WordPress uh, tutorials and blogging like I did back in 2011, 2012. But that being said, go to my website, devin.org, D-V-I-N.org, and then you'll find everything about me there. And I just want to say, listen, some of you, Devin is a great guy. Um, he gave me some advice, took pity on me on a couple of word camps where I looked like a lost dog. Um, <laughs> he's a very sincere, decent man um, and very approachable. And if you get um, the ability to have a chat with him at a word camp, you should take take it. Um yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't attend this year, um, but maybe next year. Um, are you going to Greece? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a bunch of us going and uh, be there for 10 days. So It's going to be hot. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it's going to be baking. Um, but you enjoy it. Greece is fantastic. And so the Greece, Greek people. Um, we will be back next week with another fabulous interview. Um, we'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.